We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Rotor Grinders? Dean here. It's Dean Sailing904. If you want to get all technical, I mean, it's 5.30 on the dot on the East Coast, 2.30 on the West Coast, 4.30 Tennessee time. Of course, I've been just time with the flagship show here at Rotor Grinders. It is called, it's called Grinders Live. Joining today, intimate show, two-man booth, just seven games going down. It's Chris Kirkdees. Kirkdees? I, I, Kirkdees is your last name. I don't, why do we always call you Kirkdees? Or no, Kirk, uh, Kirkwood's your last name. That's my screen name. Kirkwood's my last name. What's the, what's the origin story of that? Anything interesting? No, not at all. <laughs> not worth it was, a, it was an online poker screen name that I just carried over to DFS, and it was uh, just Kirk, and it was kind of – I was really aggressive poker player, so it was kind of like a diesel truck, you know, like a oh, running, okay. running people over. I never would have pieced that together. I had no idea. For the longest time, I just thought, like, Kirk East was your last name, and nobody calls – does anybody call you Chris in the DFS world? Nope. It's funny. I always ask Devin sometimes, like, oh, who's going to be on crunch time afterwards? He's like, Justin and Dave. And I'm like, who is that? Who are these people? That's that's uh, STL cards and uh, cheese is good. Dave Potts? Yeah, yeah. Dave, cheese, cheese, it's cheese only. Yeah. I don't know who calls him Dave. Uh, I'm sure in his, the musical circles he's in, they probably call him Dave as well. I'm, have you ever gotten down the Spotify uh, wormhole, uh, Dave Potts? No, I have not. Uh, should I? Should I be? It's, I, yeah, I, feel like it, I feel like it'll be a little too folky for me. It, it's very folksy. It's it's very folksy, but like it's also like he has like he's got some songs to baseball. It's some uh, songs to baseball on there. Uh, I mean, I yeah. like that. I like that. No, I, I would love to. Okay, so it's his music. I thought it was like his his playlist. No, no, he's like, sing, he's a singer songwriter. You know yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm down with listening to any of his uh, singer singing music him that he performs himself. I don't yeah. think I want his his recent playlist, Spotify playlist. But. <laughs> Jim Croce is probably on there. I'm not really sure what you're into, but uh, and he yeah. probably wouldn't want. He, I'm sure he would not want mine either. What's on yours? Out of curiosity, we'll talk baseball in a second. Obviously, just a seven game slate. Plenty of time to knock it out. We got 48 minutes before he yelled and handed off the crunch time. Crunch time today. Speaking of Dave Potts, Jesus, good. He's on there with Kevin Roth, and both of them are equally important today because there is some weather lurking. I'm going to go ahead and drop this link in chat for you guys. Uh, Roth, chief meteorologist here at Rotor Grinders, did uh, did update the weather. And seven games doesn't mean there's not some lurking out there, especially in Philadelphia. It's currently yellow-orange. 
I will uh, copy and paste, just kind of drop it in chat for you guys. Or maybe Devin's all over. Who knows? Our fabulous multitasking producer. Maybe we'll both drop in there just in case. Now it's telling me you have to sign in. I've not signed in just yet. So chat's uh, let's see if they can get in here on the fly. Otherwise, Devin will go ahead and do it for me. But, uh, yeah, some weather is lurking out there, especially in Philadelphia, which obviously it's 10.5 total, a lot of bats there popping on the page. We want to roster some sticks. Uh, yellow, orange in Philly, yellow in Kansas City, yellow in Coors as well, too, which, yeah, that's on the slate, too, at a 12 total. So uh, not a lot of games, but definitely some games jumping off the board, especially from a total perspective. And we have some – we've got some big arms as well, too. We'll talk about all that in a second. Uh, Curtis, do you know that NFL is, what, like nine days away officially? Does it feel that way? Because to me, it feels like it's not. Like, I I, I don't, I got to see it to believe it. There's no preseason games, but it's a Thursday night special, I believe, which is, by my math, is that 10 days? Am I wrong? There's football yeah. coming up. You excited? There's football coming up, and uh, I know this because they asked me on what uh, what work I wanted to do for RG. And, what are you uh, doing? Do we know? Um. Uh, just a little bit. Uh, we got our podcast back, but we no longer obviously have JSU. I uh, uh, think uh, somebody else is filling in, Tyler. Uh, oh, Tambo. Yeah, Tambo. Shout out to Tambo, though. He took down a, a seat in the golf uh, the other day. He crushes our golf content. When there was no, I was going to say no sports going on. There was sports going on with the sports that I'm not like, focused on. I was following golf and Tambo and Noto and Justin, STL Cards, for crushing that amongst the other people as well. Uh, and I think he's actually, well, this is a good segue because uh, Wednesday, this is in two days, it's going to be Tambo and it's going to be, is it, wait, hold on, is it Tambo and Blender? No, wait, I might have the wrong names. No, it is Tambo and Blender. That's right. Okay. You got it right the first time. So Tamar, Tambo and Blender is going to have, they're going to have an NFL lineup HQ Q&A. There's a lot of letters in there. I believe time yet to be determined. If there is, if it has been determined, Devin, please let us know in the chat. Uh, I'm sure you can fire some questions at the RG accounts, just asking them personally. I imagine they'll put out some promos out there, but just basically showing the people how to use the NFL lineup HQ tool here at RG, which is awesome. And I, I assume like you like to do that stuff as far as stacks or you somebody makes like one or two lineups or five lineups. And of course you get to put your rules in there for stacking. And if I want this receiver, I don't want that receiver. Is this something you use in your arsenal and making football lineups? Oh, definitely. All right. Excited about it. Excited, excited about it. I can hear the excitement in your voice. <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm overwhelmed already. Like so, like <laughs> basketball had me. So this this whole bubble and starting off early and then games all day while baseball was going on just had me overwhelmed. So I like I feel good. I, I decided to stop playing NBA today, and oh. I, I feel I feel like good. I feel like free, and I I can focus on MLB, which is where my time is best spent. And then now all of a sudden you're 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 rushing me with football again. So I'm not rushing you. I'm just I'm letting you know what's happening. It's on layaway. It's going uh, it, down. It's daily fantasy sports. Uh, all we we don't care about tomorrow. We don't care about yesterday. We care about today and today only. So you don't have to tell me about the NFL just yet. But uh, in like nine days or so, just be alert. I got I got best ball tickets. I don't know what to do with them. Gonna have to use them. I've not played best ball yet. I've not dabbled, but uh, we've been doing best ball shows. But if you guys are watching, myself, uh, Jamino, and Beer, I'm just hosting them and asking a bunch of questions. Those guys are super sharp. And we'll have NFL shows, of course, throughout the season. Uh, it's going to be myself, Grant, and uh, Beer on Sundays. There's going to be more stuff, you know, obviously throughout the week and Sunday as well, especially uh, for premium members. But all right, uh, the people came here for baseball. Uh, what's up, chat? Feel free to like and subscribe. We do appreciate that. If you opened up that uh, weather link, you should just, as a reciprocation, uh, hit the like button. That seems like a fair trade-off, right, Curtis? Definitely. All right. And smash, if you didn't, smash, smash that like. Well, no, caress that like button. Caress. Yeah, the caress. Why, why, why would you want to break your keyboard? 
Uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, just there you go. Uh, hit the like button. We much appreciate that. As far as the slate, we're going to talk about it under the assumption that everybody's clean and good to go and there's no weather issues because, you know, what What are we going to do? We're going to sit here and give you guys weather reports. Wait for Roth. Well, Roth comes on well, in an hour. Well, here's the deal with that. There's really one game that's the most worrisome, and that's the Philly game, and we were we were looking at bats there anyway, right? You mean you tell me you're not looking at rostering, um, let's see, you don't want uh, Eric Fetty? He's not in your conversation as far as pitchers today? No, but Howard I would consider, uh, but uh, I've already thrown him out. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a prospect, but uh, he's one of those guys that would probably be in AAA if there was AAA baseball, but there's no AAA baseball, so they just threw him in the majors, and he hasn't been particularly great. Um, yeah, and Fetty, I want to say he's got a 5.9% K rate in the season. That's That's bad, right? Yeah, when your walk rate is higher than your K rate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Probably don't want to use, use them in DFS. Uh, all right. As far as starting pitchers, just seven games going down, but we have absolute studs taking the bump today. You can argue four, maybe five. You want to call Freed a stud. Freed, one of those guys that's a better real-life pitcher than he is DFS pitcher, but he can still get things done. And that Boston lineup is particularly weak today because it's without J.D. Martinez. No J.D. Martinez today. Uh, no Acuna in that, in that Atlanta lineup, unfortunately. He was taken out. For precautionary reasons last night, it was 10 nothing, like in the third inning. I thought he would come back and play baseball. It's like 4-9 on DK. Unfortunately, he is not playing. Kind of bums me out. But, uh, all right, we got the Beebs. We got Gilito. We have Cole. We have Glastow. I suppose this depends where you're shopping. Um, I went over to your site today on Yahoo, like just trying to figure out how to make a lineup over there, and I was having a really hard time. Are you playing Yahoo today or no? Uh, yes, I am. Uh, could you go double barrel or is it not possible? Because I was trying to figure it out and I'm like, I just couldn't. Double stud pitching? Yeah. Yeah, you can. But like, I think the the chalky build will probably be Cole and Bieber together because you can always do it with value bats. But personally, um, I found myself either going down to Giolito or Glasnow. It opens it up a little bit more, but, uh, and there's a lot of cheapies on DK. We kind of make this work and it depends where you're shopping. Bieber was expensive guy on DK. Uh, Giolito, more expensive than Cole, which is pretty interesting. On Fandle, Bieber is at least 1K more than everybody else. I want to say 1K and a hook or something like that. I love Bieber. Uh, you know, this matchup here against Kansas City, nothing to be concerned about. Bieber's K rate this season is still uh, completely absurd. It's, you know, you want to say small sample sizes or whatever, but what are we What are we looking at? 42.9% K rate on the season in this Kansas City lineup as far as striking out collectively 23.1%. Uh, Mary filled a contact hitter at the top, which is a little bit troublesome. Dozier, 20%, but then Solaire, lots of pop, but he'll strike out plenty as well. O'Hearn, a little less pop, he'll strike out too. Modesty's having a really rough year, 31% as far as striking out. No power there either, obviously. He's got some wheels, but they say you can't still first base. Um, yeah, so how are we prioritizing Bieber? Is he like the first one you want? Money's not a thing. I think he's your number one guy, but every dollar kind of sort of counts, especially on a course slate. And we'll talk about the bats soon enough. Uh, where do you find yourself as far as Bieber? Because the step downs are really good, obviously. Um, I'm all in on Bieber, but um, big picture overview of the slate for me. Um, pitching is what dominates the slate tonight. So, yes, we have a cores game. And, you know, and we might get lower ownership on cores because there's just no not many good cheap pitchers, right? You know, it's just tough to squeeze these bats in. Um, however, like – I would typically want the Padres, but like Marquez is the one pitcher that I feel fine uh, kind of avoiding uh, even in cores. So then I look the other side, the Rockies are my preferred side. Um, 
but I don't think they're, they're a must, right? Like, so there's some other good offense spots. So I think pitching is the priority for sure. And Bieber is the priority. Number one, you already, you know, laid it out there with his ridiculous, almost 43% K percentage on this season, the pitch count, he just goes forever. The Indians love to let their guys, you know, just pitch as long as they, then they trade them. And yeah, and then they get rid of them. <laughs> um, but they're good at developing their arms there. And Bieber is just an absolute stud. Um, and the Royals are uh, non-studly offense. So um, there's definitely a lot of K's there in the lineup. There's definitely a lot of efficient innings there to be had. Um, so he's clearly the number one. Um, then it gets interesting in the conversation, you know, below him. But uh, I'll have Bieber on both sides tonight. What's the most interesting trade? And obviously, it's DFS. We don't really care so much. Doesn't reflect so much lineups and all that. But Clavenger, we saw, was traded to San Diego. Everybody's going to San Diego. That team was loaded. Um, we saw. I don't know if you caught this one happened before the show. Stripling is a is a Blue Jay. Um, Ross Stripling's a Blue Jay, so I guess that's kind of sort of somewhat interesting. They they got Daniel Vogelbach. They got Jonathan VR. They added Robbie Ray. In Robbie Toronto. Ray is the Robbie Ray is the one that I I was most. Uh... He, he, I mean, what is the plate different in, in Buffalo? He just can't throw strikes. I don't know. All I, all I know is he needs a change of scenery I, before I can fully write him off. If he if he can't find the plate at another organization, then uh, then I'll <laughs> throw him out. But there's he. I think a change of scenery is good for that guy. Todd Frazier is a Met. Chirinos is a Met. Uh, the Reds got Archie Bradley. Uh, I'm trying to say anything that's sort of relevant here today. Uh, Pilar is is a Rocky now. He's no longer – he's obviously not in the Boston lineup. Uh, I'm, I'm sure – oh, yeah, Marte is a Marlin. The Marlins traded for – they took on salary, which I just – like, what? Uh, and Arizona is always trading out of nowhere with uh, with Miami. We saw last year with Gallon. Uh, and Caleb Smith went to Arizona for what it's worth. But uh, – oh, and Jeff Conine's kid. Toronto no longer has the monopoly on every single kid's kid. Uh, Jeff Conine's kid was on Toronto because Toronto was every kid's – every former player's kid. Now he's a Marlin. So, which makes sense because Mr. Marlin is Jeff Conine for the old people out there. All right. Uh, let's talk about the step downs. We love uh, Bieber today. Uh, Giolito sec- next up on DK 10.4K against Minnesota uh, coming off that perfect game. Oh, no, no hitter. Um, he had a lot of help from his, from the umpire. I don't know if you watched what's that game, but in a couple of nice plays by his defense too. And it was funny because the catcher, I don't know if you watched that, but when he, the last out, he first thing he did was turn around and thank the umpire. Kind of it's like, you were a part of this too. And he was. He really did help uh, a good bit, but Giolito's an absolute stud. I think it was this changeup that was absolutely nuts. Uh, you know, against Minnesota, there's some pop of those bats, but Giolito against anybody has plenty of upside. I, I just – I think he kind of gets squeezed for me with Beaver and Cole, especially from a cash game perspective, for sure. For tournaments, he can be the best pitcher amongst these three. Even if we had Glasgow, best pitcher on the slate, I think that's the least likely scenario. Uh, what are you doing with Giolito? Um, I like him. He's – you know, I mean, it's hard not to after what he just did and the, the little run that he's on. Like you said, the matchup is tough with the Twins, but there's definitely strikeouts to be had. Um, and they are actually have been struggling in recent games lately. So you're kind of catching them when they're not hot, as people like to say, if that's a real thing or not. But um, the they do strike out. They're 12th in uh, K percentage, so they're – upper half in the league in K percentage. And Giolito's a guy that can just mow anyone down when he's on. He's got the full arsenal. He's got that really nasty changeup that he uses a mm-hmm. ton. He's got some heat. He's got the slider. So he's got he's got the repertoire. Um, it's With him, it's all about command, right? It's whether he's using 
the locations uh, in the in the zone and also not walking batters, which he tends to struggle with. So there's always that risk that he can have a, a bad start just from a command purposes and if his if his stuff just isn't working. But um, and then also the Twins will amplify that risk a little bit because they've got a lot of hitters that um, could definitely cause some problems for him. But uh, I think if he's on, um, there's still strikeouts and he can mow anyone down. And so on, on a site like Yahoo, I think he's definitely in play because he's cheaper. Yeah. Um, I think it's tough to get to him on DraftKings, tough to prioritize him, but I think that makes him good for GPPs. I think he's definitely going to get the lowest of the ownership when you're talking about uh, Cole, Bieber, and Glass now. Um, in comparison, I think he's going to be the the odd man out there. So um, for ownership purposes, uh, I think you can definitely go to him. You know what? Let's go ahead and take a look at the lineup HQ here, uh, DK specific, and let's check out the ownership because I agree with you. I I figure that's where it's going to land. And of course, we're still an hour and 20 minutes or so uh, before first pitch. So, you know, ownership is fluid. Things can change. But uh, yeah, we're seeing the beeps, you know, popping at 52%. No surprise there. Cole at 37% versus Hempley lineup. That's a little bit watered down. And then then we have Glasnow at 35, and Rich Hill, which we'll talk about. I am not playing uh, Dick Mountain. That's not happening. Then Keller, then Williams, I'm scrolling, and Gilito at 9%. That's a true number, like more or less. If it's like 9 to like 13%, there's plenty of upside. And, you know, we talk about Minnesota being this team with great boppers, and sure, there is some great boppers in that team with, you know, plenty of power as far as Cruz, as far as Kepler, Rosario, Sano as well, but they do offer you some Ks on the back end. Like, the back four is pretty rough. It's pretty weak. They really miss Donaldson from that lineup. Um, and, yeah, there's some Ks. So, no, when he's not banging it out, 41% K rate this season. Like you said, Gilito, 10% walk rate, which is somewhat concerning. And Kepler will walk, 14% walk rate this year. So, no, 13% walk rate. Uh, you know, Gonzalez at 10% as well, too. But, like, Cabe and Jeffers are not good hitters. They're not good hitters. They have no power. They won't walk, and they will strike out. Like, that's – that you know, that's the trifecta. They they check every single box as far as hitters you want to hit, uh, as far as hitters you want to see. So, and then again, the ownership going to play the ownership game. I have I have no problem with Gilito. He absolutely could be the top pitcher amongst those guys that we're talking about. Uh, so let's talk about Garrett Cole. No Austin Meadows in that Tampa Bay lineup, so it definitely takes a hit to some degree. Um, you know, his his K rate is down this year, but it's still really good. Uh, where are you at as far as Garrett Cole? Um, I like Garrett Cole. Um, I just want to add one thing on to your point about uh, the Minnesota lineup, right? There's really only three batters in that lineup that worry me whatsoever. It's Cruz, it's Kepler, it's Rosario, because Rosario has been much improved this season um, with plate discipline. Polanco is like, the, is a guy who gets, he hits in the top of the order on this team. And so there's like a lot of opportunities for him, but he has one of the lowest barrel percentages in the league. And so he, I'm not afraid of him by any means. So and Snow is a guy who beats up on bad pitching. So it's like that whole bottom of the order, like you said, is terrible. So that's just making me like Giolito even more um, now that I'm talking about this with you. Garrett Cole. Okay. Um, and what's not to like but, about but I, I just want to add one more point. I was going to say uh, now I, I, something I wanted to mention. Shout out to Giolito. He was the one of the worst pitchers, possibly like statistically the worst pitcher in baseball two years ago, like for real. Um, and now he's turned himself into, I don't know, a top 10 pitcher, whatever you want to say. He's, he's an absolute stud. He was a guy we'd pick on every five days. But he and, was also a guy that we – he had high, extremely high pedigree. Yes. And just and just was underperforming for figured a while. Figured it out. So, yeah, figured it out. Um, yeah, and also I was looking at the BBP. I just kind of glanced at it, and I'm not like a BBP-obsessed person, but I'm always kind of curious. But it's just how BBP can lie to you, and it can lie to you in many, many ways. But Giolito against uh, Nelly Cruz, six hits and 14 at-bats, three homers, 
Kepler, eight for 19 with three homers. But, like, that's when he was in good, right? Like, he's changed. These guys are ever-evolving. And, you know, uh, but for the record, you mentioned Sano, three for 19 with eight Ks. That's what you like to see, too. But I'm not obsessive with I just think it's kind of sort of sometimes things are interesting. But go ahead. Dude. Talk about Garrett Cole. Um, Garrett Cole, it feels like we get a little bit of a discount, you know, tonight with him, right? Like, normally he would be at least the same price as the the Biebs, um, but, uh, you know, he's below – uh, Giolito and uh, Bieber. So you get the discount. You get a high K matchup with the Rays. Um, you Like you said, the lineup is a tad watered down because they have uh, a Rosarina leading off. He came over from the, the Cardinals um, in, a, in a trade from that, uh, for them. And now that they uh, got rid of uh, Jose Martinez, um, he's uh, leading off. He's Now he's a guy with some speed and some pop. So um, he's kind of an interesting play tonight, although it's a, as tough a matchup as can be. But, um, you know, I, in this game, I actually like Glass now better. But Cole is as good as it gets. He's already faced them twice, 10 Ks in each of the matchups. Um, he's going to give up home runs. I don't think he's had a start yet where he hasn't given up a home run. There's certainly some, some homers in this lineup. Um, the Rays just – they just get it done. It just seems like, you know, Brandon Lau is ridiculous. Um, G-Man and Choi, they have a bunch of, uh, you know, uh, hitters on the bench that they can put in at any time. Um so it's it's tough to get through without doing without giving up a lot of any any damage at all to to the Rays. But I think the upside. I mean, he obviously he absolutely has the same upside as Bieber. Yeah, uh, you mentioned I, you, as far as the Cole Glass now matchup matchup. I would say Cole's got a bigger leash. He can go a little bit longer. He can go hypothetically like 110 pitches or something like that. And Glass now can get in the 90s. But you know, Tampa kind of babies their babies their pitcher. He's a young arm. Uh, Tampa's thinking about the playoffs. They're not thinking about today necessarily. They want to get the W as well. And he's another guy, you know, with, uh, you know, is he gonna, is the walks. I, how, how is he going to handle that? Well, what do you expect as far as his, his control today? And I was looking for, I mean, 8.1% is not the worst as far as his K, as walk rate, 34.3% uh, K rate the last two seasons, a big number. And speaking of watered down lineups, this Yankee lineup, again, it's, there's only a couple names we recognize. We lost uh, somebody else last night. God, I'm forgetting the dude. That they, another outfielder they lost. You there lost you go. Hicks. Yeah. Uh, Jordy Mercer is a Yankee. I didn't know that. When did that happen? <laughs> I, I had no idea either. <laughs> I'm looking I think like, I played him once this year. I thought he was like a Tiger or something. I, I don't I, I didn't I know no Jordy Mercer. Was, yeah, I just forgot. Like, I guess. And he was once upon a time the infamous lefty masher. He's not going to mash glass now. That's a couple of Ks on layaway. You know, Sanchez has plenty of Ks waiting there for you, too. Of course, he's got plenty of pop in that bat as well. And I know Voigt's been having an awesome season, but he also strike out plenty, too. Uh, LeMahieu just came back from injury, but this is not your friend of, like, three months ago's Yankees. Like, who are the half of these guys? Uh, yeah, big K rate. And like you said, as far as Yahoo, you get a discount as far as the price, too. So I like him over there, kind of opens things up. Where he's the same price as the other guys, can't really do it. But as an SP2 on DK at 8.4K, no issues. And I know some people talk about you can't play Cole and Glass down the same lineup because it, it hurts your ceiling as far as, you know, both guys can't get a W. But the W is not that precious. You want as many Ws as you can get. But they can both cruise and give you 2-1 in the seventh or something like that. You can get zero Ws and be fine. Um, so I, I, I'm probably going to pair those two together depending on how tight the squeeze is for the cap. But I also want some Beaver too. And that's basically where I'm concentrating uh, my pitchers. Shocker, I'm paying up for the studs. Um Max Fried's in the middle. Max Fried's a really good real life pitcher, but you know, K's are king in DFS, and he's you know, it was a 
he's fine as far as a K pitcher, but he's not somebody that's just going to rack up a, a ton necessarily uh, on the season or in the you know, last two years, 24.8% as far as Ks, which is a good number. It's not a great number. 7% walk rate, which is fine as well too. Um, yeah, and then this Boston lineup, no J.D. Martinez. Who are these dudes? Yeah, uh, they're my uh, home team, unfortunately. That's who these dudes are. <laughs> and uh, and I got burned yesterday by not playing uh, Devers. And uh, just because I'm, I can't I can't touch the Red Sox being uh, having them as my home team. I, I stack against them every single slate, and uh, that's <laughs> going to be a popular play tonight, and I'm going to be on them uh, on the Braves tonight for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, you just you, they're just trading away people. Now J- J.D. Martinez is down. You just got to think morale is just getting to the point where they just really don't care whatsoever, although they, they certainly, you know, showed up yesterday. But this seems like a game where they're just going to get – just be horrendous, especially against a guy like uh, Freed, who's really good with command. who has got really good stuff. Like you say, he's probably not going to mow down a ton of Red Sox, but he's not going to give up a lot of damage. At least he shouldn't. It's a tough ballpark. Sure. But uh, this is one guy that I have confidence to, to limit damage. And uh, I'm, uh, I'm uh, fading the Red Sox from here on out. They did add Dahlbeck yesterday. He had his first home run and his first at bat. I'm not sure if you're watching the game. I was watching yeah, the game so- with- did you gently catch this? It was worse than one of your inside the park home runs. It was a pop up to right field with the, the pesky pole, which is tiny anyway, because that's the spot. If you can hit it there, that's the spot. And then the wind just carried it. It was like a like eaten. It just he couldn't believe yeah. it went so far over his head because it looked like just a total pop up to him. The cameraman lost it. The announcers lost it. Eaton lost it. And like you said, it just got caught in the wind. And it was a ridiculous, like, pesky pole homer. It was good for him. And he's one of their bigger prospects. Uh, I think he was number three or so in their organization right outside the top 100, depending on where you look as far as the entire entire uh, all baseball. Uh, and he's 2K, I want to say, on DK. So, sure, if you need to punt the first base, I'm not going to discourage it. But, uh, yeah, I just felt it was worth pointing out. Uh, you know, super cheap guy if you need to make thing, things work. And, you know, there's some pop in his bat. and That was kind of a fraudulent homer, but good for him. Thames got a cheapie too. I'll take it because I had a lot of Thames yesterday. And I don't know if you watched the game and you saw Thames. That one just kept going too. And JBJ was like, how did that one get out? Uh, some weird yeah. wind going on in Boston yesterday. Uh, it was howling yesterday for sure. Um, and uh, But that's what this slate comes down to to me. It comes down to like we're going to jam in these high-priced pitchers and we got to find the yeah. bats. We don't necessarily need to do full stacks on this slate. It's going to be about picking out, getting the home runs. with Because there's a lot of value bats, right? Like maybe they're not the – most talented bats. We got guys like Jay Bruce, uh, 2.8. Like you got home run upside. You got Dahlback, like you said, who's a potential home run, although it's uh, Fry doesn't give up many home runs. Um, just all like uh, the Brewers are really cheap. The Braves are extremely cheap. That's really where the, the cheap home runs were going to come from, I think. So, what about the cheap arms? You mentioned uh, Marquez. You don't really want to pick on him. I think he's rosterable, but you know, it's, I don't know how necessary. And, you know, Marquez is $600 less than Glasnow. Like, how do you justify that? Of course he can outscore Glasnow. And that's sort of the same argument I make about Rich Hill. And, like, I've seen Rich Hill, like, you know, popping in some optimals. And I'm like, I can't do that. The White Sox, in all, in all baseball, are the best team against lefties by a good margin when it comes to pretty much any single stat. ISO, which is power, WRC+. Plus, uh, you know, uh, anything I was looking at as far as the White Sox versus lefties, I know it's a small sample size as far as the season, but – you look at that that lineup, it's like, well, yeah, that makes sense. It's a bunch of boppers uh, that hit from the right-hand side. And 
you know, Rich Hill is a man. He's a man. He's 40 years old. He's probably a man that shouldn't be throwing baseballs professionally anymore. We'll see. He's been fine, I suppose. He's not going to go deep, obviously, because, again, he's 40, and maybe he'll throw 85 pitches and be okay. I just don't see it. Like, I see people talking about Rich Hill, and, like, I'm not having it. I'm on the White Sox side. And, like, on a seven-game slate, the White Sox absolutely crush lefties. And I know their bullpen's good, Minnesota. In theory, if you get the Rich Hill, you're going to get the, the weaker arms in the pen later on in the game. You're not going to get the absolute studs. Uh, what's your take here? Because I, I'm uh, I'm not on board with Rich Hill. I don't know if you can tell. Yeah, I'm not either. It's I mean, this is just not a, a team you want to pick on uh, with left-handed pitching. Um, Rich Hill uh, did look decent. He in his return in his last start uh, had a 26% K rate um, against the Indians, which is which is good. But um, like you said, the 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 White Sox are first in WOBA against left-handed pitching. They just have a bunch of guys who can hit hit you know hit the home run ball. Um, and this guy is old as as can be. And so um, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to stay away too. I mean, I get it as an SP. What is the upside for Rich Hill? Like give me the best case scenario. If he turns it on, I mean, it, it could be, and he gets these guys missing, then he, he's he got a 20 to 25 DK point upside in him for sure. Right. Is it likely to happen? Probably not. You know? So I think you can do it. Like, especially if you need to fit in bass, you can pair him with someone like glass. Now I have another guy that I have, uh, I mean, it's, I have a oh. little interest in and we'll get to, but you're okay. Well, like who it. is it? Uh, Brad Keller. Um, so yeah. here's my take. So he, this is, this is the Brad Keller. Everyone. Oh, he's been extremely lucky this year. He is a ground baller. So everyone gives him credit for that. He's a ground baller. Right. But he doesn't have much K upside. Right. Like that's kind of the, what everyone thinks about Brad Keller. To me, Brad Keller is a guy who just hasn't figured everything out yet. He's flirted around with, um, throwing heat which he's you know last season he was throwing 95 on the regular this season he's down to like 93 um and that's that's a concern but he's added a new pitch now which is a a, a curve which people were thinking it was his slider because they weren't sure how to how to grade it but it's it's a curveball that he's been working on and he was tremendous with it two starts ago now that pitch was not good for him in his last start whatsoever and he had a really rough start but so like I start to see the things in his arsenal, right? Like if this pitch comes back and it becomes a really strong pitch for him, and then he also starts ramping up his heat a little bit, like back to 95, it's a big ask, right? Like all of these things are, uh, I'm like optimistic in the future. And maybe tonight is just a little bit too soon to be thinking these things. But I think there, this guy really does have some talent and yes, he's been running pretty well by, you know, without allow, I don't think he, he hasn't allowed a home run this no season. No home runs this career. year. Yeah. yeah. And uh, sure, I mean, that's fluky, but um, I do, but I do believe in him from like the ground ball side. I do think he has more hidden K upside than people, people realize. I just think he hasn't put it all together yet. And I think maybe that could happen tonight. Um, I don't know. This season, 21.6 as far as, but the K percent, which is a jump from last year, 12.5% walk rate, which is concerning. Uh, Not a big ground ball guy either. If you want to play the demoralized route, like they just traded Clevenger there. Uh, Cleveland is Lindor. God, is he? They have him for one more year. Like, he's supposedly out the door at some point too. Maybe it's next season they have him. I don't really know, but uh, yeah. And it's this Cleveland lineup's not very good outside of like Ramirez and Lindor and Santana's fine and Reyes has plenty of power, but he can strike out. But like the back end of the Shields and Perez and Freeman is pretty terrible. Um, I don't know. Cesar Hernandez is your run of the mill like old school leadup hitter, I suppose. Not a lot of power, but 
whatever. He's a decent stick, and he's you know he can walk for you. Um, yeah, there's that way. There's not much else to say as far as the rest of these pitchers. I thought you were gonna say Trevor Williams just because Milwaukee's terrible, but I, yeah, I understand he's... why one would do it, but I don't want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean I would rather pitch Marquez or Coors, um, even though we don't have to go there, than pitch Trevor Williams. Give me, give me a summary as far as the arms because we got to move on the bats. I mean, the summary is jamming the, jamming two of these high guys. If you really want to, if you really end up liking some of your cheaper bats, then Cole Bieber. I think Glass now is completely fine. I think if you want a lower own guy that has just as much upside, it's Giolito. Um, that's really my pool tonight. I wouldn't mind taking a flyer on Brad Keller, like I said, but like. I get it if you don't want to. No, you don't have to listen to me on this one whatsoever. It's probably going to blow up on you. But uh, and then uh, Herman Marquez would be the other, the last guy. Um, I was semi interested as kind of just being optimistic that maybe Spencer Howard puts things together um, tonight. But uh, with the weather concerns there, uh, I have to be out on him. You got Michael Way Taylor in that lineup, which is good to see. If he can get to him in the nine hole, that guy. Yeah, that's that's he, that's a auto K. Yeah, he strikes. Yeah. I mean, he's got great power. Like, I'm sure he crushes BP, but, like, when he sees it real-life pitching, uh, he strikes out so much. Um, catcher? I mean, Christian Vasquez is batting second, but that's probably, that probably speaks more to how terrible that Boston lineup is and, as to, like, Vasquez's talent. But, sure, he's fine. I don't want to pay 4-2. If I'm going to spend money on catcher, I'm probably going to spend it on Real Muto, who's legit, and Fetty's terrible. Uh, as far as, you know, we live in the world with salary cap, let's get some savings. I think the game you're looking at is probably the Pittsburgh-Milwaukee game with – Stallings at two seven and Navarro is at two eight. Uh, you know, if I have in the in the middle, I suppose it's Flowers at three seven, and uh, Jan Go. Oh, Jan Gomes is two seven as well too against Howard. But you know, well, what's to say here as far as catcher? If you have the money, you want to get JT Romuto. If you don't, it's Gomes, Stallings, Navarro throw a dart. What say you? Yeah, uh, it's Omar Navarez for the cheap guy for me. I want home run upside. Uh, a guy that doesn't get a lot of strikeouts against you know Trevor Williams and then. Uh, being uh, in in Milwaukee, so he'd be my punt. Um, Jan Gomes is same, you know, one hundred cheaper, just for the good game environment there. Um, at twenty seven hundred, you know, he could hit hit a bomb too. Um, Stallings, I'm out on. I think Suter is a pretty good pitcher, um, or at least. Well, let's see him once. He's the opener. Yeah, I mean, he's going to pitch for a little while, and then their bullpen is just pretty good, pretty darn good. They have one of the mm-hmm. lowest ex-fips in baseball. Um, sure, Hader carries a, a lot of that weight in there, but their bullpen is, is very good. It's not one you want to attack. So um, Stallings is not not up to – I just don't see a lot of RBI opportunities, or and I don't expect them to go deep. Um, you know, notorious lefty master James McCann, 4,400, and Christian Vasquez um, are the – if you have extra money to spend, but – I don't think we're going to have extra money to spend on this slate. So yeah, it's tricky because it's an interesting balance of like, it's a couple really good games that we're concentrating on, but also we want to spend up on some arms and, you know, salary cap considerations. It makes it a little bit more difficult. Maybe guys in the mid tier sort of get lost because either spending all the way up or spending, uh, you know, on the cheapies to kind of make everything work. Uh, first base. Hey, you know, the Reese Hoskins truthers uh, got paid off the four home runs his last six games. If you look at all his uh, stack cast stuff, he was smashing all year, just getting unlucky. Uh, his his Ks are the lowest they've ever been. His walks are the highest they've ever been. His barrel rate is as high as it's ever been. Uh, and he's facing Eric Wedding. He's, the price is not fully adjusted to what's going on there, 4.4K. Love him uh, or Murphy. The worst, the worst part about him doing well recently is having to having to uh, 
the wrong the slates. Car, the, the, the Cardi victory lap on Twitter. That he, Did he? He I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> he, 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 that, that's, that's the thing that really, really gets you. So I, I think Hoskins is going to be chalky, and Murphy's really cheap on DK at 3-8. Oh, yeah, you should mention, we don't have the live just yet for San Diego, but uh, Castro probably draws a start. Uh, San Diego, one of the guys they traded for, I don't. I mean, probably bat ninth versus Marquez, but in Coors Field, he's a decent bat. Uh, I would throw him in the, into the catcher conversation, kind of spendy, but all right. Uh, Murphy at 3-8, Hoskins, and otherwise, you know, I think a guy like Abreu, and, you know, let's just check this out. Sure, why not? I'm going to throw it to you as far as first basing, but I wonder – where we're at as far as ownership, because I imagine it's Hoskins and Murphy. It's the top two guys. Mm, yeah, we're seeing Hoskins at the 19%, Murphy at 12%. Freeman in there as well, too, in Boston against Brewer in that bullpen for Boston. Uh, where is Abreu? I bet you Abreu is going to be lost in the slate. He's projected for 3% ownership on a, on a slate with only seven games, and he's had multi-homer games. You know, he had that three-homer game earlier this year. Of course, that was winated to some degree. But we know his power. It's absolutely absurd. Uh, we know collectively how a team just absolutely wallops lefties. How is Abreu 3% owned in the slate? I understand salary cap reasons, but just get yourself a share of Abreu. Because we're prioritizing pitching. It's just – yeah. It's, uh, and then you, you can play in Canarcion for 3,800 as opposed to 5,400. Um, and theoretically, yes, he's a, he's a worse hitter than Abreu, but also someone who's got, you know, good long-term numbers versus uh, left-handed pitching and has home run upside. Um, I think the ownership to me, I think it's, you know, like we've said, all, all slate is that pitching is the premium tonight. Right. So I think Hoskins, just because that price is right at 4,400, he's going to get a lot of love. Like you said, uh, Freeman would be the spend up, especially in part of like uh, brave stacks, which are easy to do. Um, so you can make that spend there uh, and get him in. Uh, Daniel Murphy will be somewhat popular. I'm all set with him. Um, hmm. I get it. You're getting you think he's I he just looks so horrendous this season. Um, all of his batted ball profile. He, he, I read good things about him in like the off season and I was kind of hopeful on it and he started out pretty good, but he's just been such an auto out. And, and he's a guy that doesn't deal well with shifts very well. Um, but uh, Eric Thames, right? Like we want that game environment. He's no specific. He's really cheap. He's 3,500 on DraftKings. Yeah. Um, that, that's I mean, good that's, too. You, that's home run upside for 30. He's batting fifth. Um, you get the, the Phillies bullpen who are up there as the fourth worst bullpen, at least by XFIP on the slate tonight. And they were, uh, used, they had a rough uh, night last night. Yeah. Rough night last week. And, uh, it's got, it's got nice dew point. Uh, that's a, it's a common oh theme uh, that I like to search for <laughs> in, uh, in Philly tonight. So I, I think the ball will be flying out there if that game, uh, plays for weather. I'm pulling up the weather edge, Ross weather edge. And like we always talk about how, uh, like sometimes something pops, sometimes something doesn't pop. And for what it's worth in that game, 109 previous games played at what the weather is currently in Philadelphia. Nothing to do with who's pitching or hitting, just just the weather is the data. 190 games, uh, an addition, uh, additional homers of 2.8%, runs at 4.4%, and ERA increasing at plus 0.7%. So a slight increase. We'll give it a slight increase. Uh, and again, the weather might change there. 40-game uh, sample for what it's worth there in Minnesota, 18.5% uh, bump as far as homers. 15.4% bump as far as runs, 8.5% uh, bump as far as ERA. I don't know if that's a big enough sample, but it's worth noting. A little chilly at 68 degrees. Looks like the wind is blowing out as well. And a 49 dew point. I don't know. Does that do it for you? Yeah, I'm usually looking for 50, 50 or above, <laughs> but I, I, I can make an exception. <laughs> can you walk outside and then just like say, oh, I, I, it's 51. The dew point, can you feel the dew point? 
do you, do you have that special skill? I can, I notice that. Yeah, certainly. I, I get it. Once it gets to above 60, it's really tough to, to gauge. Um, but uh, 60 to 70 is really tough. That's like the range. Anything over 70 easily you can feel. What are, what are we doing here at the Keystone position second base? Uh, second base. Oh, I just want to add one more. Smoke Monster at 3,400. Um, basically, all, and then we also got Dahlbeck, right, who's 2K if we want to fit him at yes. third or first. Um, like, we just want home runs tonight. Pick the home runs and pair it with, with the pitching. Easy game. You win. You break the slate. Um, second base. Now, this is going to be a tough spot to pick the home runs. Um, man, I guess we got uh, a punt in uh, Jace Peterson for a 2K um, if you need it. Um, Milwaukee got... pinch hits a lot, by the way. Just throwing it out there. Uh, just, yeah. I don't know if he finishes a, the game, but he is 2K. That's a tough punt. But then you also got Peraza, um, another tough punt. Um, Arias uh, leading off for the, the Brewers at did they change? Did I think he originally wasn't when they first. Came we got out. Arias leading off, and then Hira batting third. Hira, I like, but he's just really pricey. Yeah, so Arias would be the guy just because we save the money. Uh, Camargo is fine for me. He's a guy that's been heating up lately. At least uh, has some home run pop in him. Um, batting seventh uh, in the good game environment. I he's mean, a Fanduel Sox- special too. He's like two one or two two. Yeah, um, he's a, every. He's three point one on DK. I think he's like nine bucks on Yahoo. Um, no problem using him. Ryan McMahon would be the, the guy if I can get up to. Um, probably the most likeliest for a home run, but uh, it's kind of all. I mean, I, I don't really care. It's it's whatever I can fit at second, to be honest with you. I would say the guy most likely at a home run is a guy that I'm not rostering most likely because it's Brandon Lau. And, uh, yeah. and, and I don't think anybody's going to play him. If, if you want to call it a leverage play, by all means. But we know he's got plenty of pop in his bat. Uh, and we know that that, that poll there, you talk about the pesky poll in Boston. Right field uh, line there for, for New York, you can get some cheap homers as well, too. And Cole, you know, he strikes out the world, but when he gives up hard hits, the ball is actually hit, and he gives up homers, too. And the guy most likely to homer for Tampa is Lau. So, uh, yeah, I think he's super interesting. He's 5.5K. How do you justify that price outside of, like, playing, you know, the ownership leverage game? But for sure, he can bang one out. Let's talk about the hot corner third base. What do you have for me? Um. Austin Riley is probably going to be extremely chalky, but you know, he, especially after everybody got to watch him uh, go extremely deep against the the Philly bullpen, which is another bullpen we'd like to pick on again tonight. Um, But he's batting fifth. He's 3,200 on DK. He's cheap pretty much on all sites. I'm I'm assuming on Fandle, correct? Yeah. He's, I want to say it's like two, three or two, four, whatever. He's three and he's three, one on three, two on DK. And I think he's like 10 or so on Yahoo. Is that about right? Yeah, he might he might be priced up there because they recency bias for their pricing. He might okay. be like thir- 13 bucks or something. I yeah, which is still but fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, you want home run upside. He's a guy cheap. He fills out the lineups. I mean, Ar- Arenado is the number one play if you can get to him um, at 5,600. I don't know if I can. Um, I mean, Machado would be another one too. Um, Jose Ramirez is going to get completely lost in the shuffle tonight because of uh, pricing. Um but uh, you know he's he's a guy with monster upside. So jack in the bag upside every game. Yeah, for sure. Every game, every game. Dahlbach is the cheap two two K punt uh, if you need to use him at third or first. Uh, Alex Alec Bohm um, batting eighth, not ideal, but great game environment. Has been hitting hitting the ball well. Does have pedigree, good prospect. Um, so uh, I, I think you can go there. I, I think that, and then uh, that's about it. 
Somebody in chat or Devin, somebody, let us know what's going on with the Bucks. Isn't that game starting like in 18 minutes? Do we know the whereabouts of Eric Bledsoe? Is he playing this evening? I know you don't care, but I'm sure some people in chat are concerned. Why do we not know if Bledsoe's playing or not? Or maybe it's the news is broken. I'm just not, not on Twitter, but uh, that'd be great to know. All right. We, we'll be scrambling after the show and trying to figure out our basketball lineups. That's just, uh, that's a me problem, though. Probably everybody listening yeah, as well, we, too. We won't. We will not be. Yeah, you're smart. I'm playing two different sports. I'm multitasking. Let's jump back to shortstop. What do you have for me? Um, shortstop. So Tatis or Story, I prefer Story just because uh, I like the Rocky sides better. Um, the game, Didi is like the, the mid-range guy that um, I would love to get to if I can. Um, just home run upside, great ballpark for his power. Uh, went yard last night. You get the both, – both bullpens are ones that in that game. Both sides are – are ones you want to pick on. So um, like Didi a lot, uh, Trey Turner is a, he's going to get lost in the shuffle because if you're going to spend 5,500, you're probably going to just be able to go up for 5,800 Trevor story. But uh, Lindor is another guy who's going to get, get lost. So I think there's a lot of opportunity cost here at this position. The guy, no one's going to play uh, certified. I'm going to certify him a, a lefty masher, Tim Anderson, 5,700. Oh, this season he's at least for this year. He has been. Yes. Yes. Uh, Xander, I mean, there's a lot of pop here in, in this. This is a position you want to get right. Um, and Dance V. Swanson uh, leading off 4,700. So there's there's no shortage of options. Uh, I'm trying to look for – I'm not playing Jordy Mercer 2,900. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not either. Not happening. I'm not playing – I mean, man, have you seen a worse hitter this season than Adalberto Mondesi? Yeah, he, he looks caught lost a glimpse of this guy. He his he's, swing he's, is so bad; it's yeah. so pathetic, and his plate discipline is just awful. Season long, um, you know, season long baseball fantasy is a thing, and I know he was a popular guy in that because they were banking on a stolen basis. But you know, you got to get on base, man. I mean, he was awesome. He 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 started. He put it together last season, and that yeah, this season just looks horrendous. Um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, Swanson, you know, he's a kind of a late bloomer, you know, once a big time prospect and he's he started coming to bring it together and, you know, leading off on the road in Fenway against Brewer in that bullpen, you know, five ABs, assuming things, uh, you know, go fairly well or on layaway. So I like him a good bit, but I think we both see, but we both seem to have the same strategy of like, hopefully Coors doesn't go completely nuts. I might make like a head stack just in case if Coors goes nuts, but where I'm at right now is I'm prioritizing arms over Coors and hopefully it doesn't bite me. Uh, my, my hope is that um, it's like a 5-3 game in quarters or something like that. Uh, that's kind of what we'll get. Uh, oh, they're talking about Derek Bledsoe in the chat. And that is not helpful to me. It just says Ari. Oh, oh, they, oh, oh inactive. Oh, we're going to be some scramble. We're going to scramble up the show according to one of those whatever machines. Oh, great. Uh, talk about the outfield. Outfield. Okay. Um, Christian Yelich. Uh, Looks like a strong play tonight. Jay Bruce is the cheap guy, 2,800 with homer and upside. Um, then, oh, Marcelo Zuna is extremely cheap, 4,100. Brewers had some – Yeah, he's he's probably a, a lock tonight. Um, 4,100, going to be extremely popular, though, I would imagine. Um, but, you know, monster home run upside in, the, in, in Fenway tonight for sure, especially with the reverse splits of, of uh, Colton Brewer. And the, over the – actually, the – the funny thing is, is the, the X flip isn't so bad on uh, the Red Sox bullfent, but uh, they do not pass the eye test for me and, and the talent or pedigree level is not there. So I expect them to uh, start 
doing terribly again uh, shortly. Um, Adam Duvall is cheap at 3,300. Same game, home run upside. Trent Grisham is probably the one uh, bat, at least for uh, against Marquez, that I would be have the most interested in because he's uh, Marquez does struggle a little bit more with uh, the lefties. I don't know who else I'm looking at here. I mean, it's it's really just fine, cheap plays to go on. And Charlie Blackman is probably like my favorite bat on the slate, at least from. But the quarters are just in general, just in general, but not not considering price. Just like favorite raw raw score play for me. But um, I'm just yeah. gonna throw out Elia Menez and Luis Robert because again, I like that Chicago side. I think they're gonna go mostly neglected. Um, you know, again, short slate, and they absolutely wallop lefties, and there's a ton of power uh, as far as those bats. we got a couple minutes or so before he steps out and make way for crunch time. Crunch time next will be for premium members only. Uh, Kevin Roth, Chief Meteorologist, we're going to tell you what's going on in Philadelphia and everywhere else around baseball, anything we need to be aware of as far as weather. Uh, Dave Potts, two-time million-dollar winner in baseball. Goat, uh, amazing article. You should read it every single day. The musings, he puts, he puts it out Monday through Friday, I believe. We'll we relax on the weekends. Uh, he'll be answering all your baseball-related questions all the way up to clock, uh, lock. Uh, and if uh, that's true, as far as Bledsoe being out, it's George Hill season and Dante DiVincenzo maybe, kind of, sort of. It's going to be fun. We'll be scrambling after the show. I, I see some guys in the chat talking about the, the Bucks, and those will be uh, on a slate that's really tight as far as the cap. George Hill and Dante DiVincenzo might be your friends. Uh, give me some of your favorite stacks tonight. Um, I mean, stacks, for me, it's – it's going to be easy to fit the Braves in. They're going to be the one that I'm going to look to. I think the Brewers are, are a good stack tonight. Um, although they haven't been producing, they've also been extremely unlucky, but they're also prices right with like Ben Gamble batting fifth for 2,300. That's another outfield play. You know, you can pair him with Yelich and some of the other guys, whoever you want in there. I think smoke's a good play too. Um, so it's pretty easy to make that happen. Um, and you know, the Nats and the Phillies are the obvious. I mean, that game, you could just compare, that could be one of the game stack. I mean, if you can make a lineup that just has all sides of that game, I expect it might do pretty well. I see a question in chat. They're looking at the lineup HQ and they say, what do those dots mean? The dots mean that like somebody, either Cheese, Stevie, Mr. Tuttle, or Blender have uh, noted them as a value play, a conviction stack, a DPP play, or a core play. Uh, so there you go. So yeah, they're plays that are uh, jumping off the page for one reason or another for cash or for tournaments, or they're a value play as well. Uh, let's make way. Let's get out of here before we do that. Give me, uh, give me one or two guys. Who do I have to have? Who's going yard? Who's banging one out? I just want to say uh, quickly, uh, Cheese's article is the best in the industry, and I'm at the point now where I almost don't play baseball if if Cheese didn't write an article for that day. <laughs> you take the weekends off? Yeah, like I'm, I'm, all, no, I'm, I'm considering implementing that. Um, but uh, home run. I mean, I'm going to steal your Ozuna home run call. Um, I'm going to say uh, Camargo hits a home run at second base oh. tonight. I'm going to say Ben Gamble hits a home run for cheap. Oh. Um, yeah, so I'm, those are those are my home run calls for you. I'm good with McCutcheon. Captain Jenks are talking about him in chat. I'm not going to tell you which one, but one of these two, either Duvall or Riley Homers. I don't know which one. I can't tell you that yet. We'll tell you in a couple hours. Uh, he's Kirk Dees. I'm Dean. That was baseball. Go Heat! We're out of here. Holler. Holler.